At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up on this week's show... How has travel insurance changed over the pandemic? Yeah, because uh, there's been some tweaks to travel insurance policies. I, I know you're probably thinking it's probably not the most exciting topic to talk about, but uh, when it involves your vacation dollars, it's kind of important. So TripInsurance.com's president, Dan Skilkin, comes on to answer some of your listener questions that we've received over the past couple of weeks. And Richard Sims is here with Cruise News. On our Cruise Radio YouTube channel, we have our daily cruise news briefs and a recently updated walking tour of Carnival's Mardi Gras. All right, jumping right to staff writer Richard Sims. Hey, Richard. Hey, Doug. So a record-breaking day in Nassau last Friday. So when I first saw the pictures coming out of Nassau on Friday, I actually thought that they were taken like two years ago because for the first time since the restart, there were like four, count them, four ships in port. So we had the Carnival Mardi Gras, Celebrity Apex, Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, and the Disney Magic. So combined, for the first time, there were like over 9,000 guests, or I should say for the first time since the startup. Uh, Mardi Gras was actually on her inaugural sailing, which is a little weird because, you know, she's been sailing since late July, but this was actually her first sailing since she was christened. Um, But, you know, it, it, it just was kind of crazy to see that many ships in Nassau. It's, at this right now, it's kind of crazy to see that many ships everywhere. But it was yet another really good sign of how well the recovery is going. And on the subject of inaugural sailings, a celebrity cruise ship is on her inaugural sailing after starting cruising uh, earlier this summer. That would be Celebrity Apex. And so during the presentation, they were saying that the um, they had not only been waiting for this, but they'd been waiting 581 days. And when they said that. I was like, okay, that can't be right. They must be talking about since the ship, you know, construction started or, but no, she was actually originally supposed to launch in March of 2020. It was 581 days, which is just sort of insane. Apex is actually the middle child of the Edge class of ships because before her was her older sibling, the Celebrity Edge, and next up, next year, will be Celebrity Beyond. Uh, So that makes it sort of the younger of the siblings. The godmother on this ship was Reshma Sujani, which if you don't know that name, she's actually the founder of Girls Who Code. If you know nothing about her, um, have never heard of her, you should really look up her TED Talk. 
talk because she's a really, really inspirational speaker. She and, and that's very much in keeping with celebrities' sort of focus on women and female empowerment. I mean, remember, they have Captain Kate, the only, you know, major cruise ship line to have a female captain who, by the way, will be moving to Celebrity Beyond when that ship launches. So if you want to sail with Captain Kate, book it now because her time is slowly but surely ticking down on edge. Yeah, it was crazy because in March of 2020, I had my airline ticket ready to go to Southampton uh, over to the UK for the christening. And then we got that call from Celebrity that said it's not going to happen. Kind of like Richard, the call we got from Virgin, too. And we were supposed to go to New York to see it. Yep. Yep. I'm still bitter about that one. (laughs) So Royal Caribbean has given a little bit of uh, an update, I guess we'll say, about their ultimate world cruise. This, okay, if there is one phrase that I'm kind of tired of hearing, to be honest, it's pent-up demand. You know, every cruise line during every earnings call has talked about the pent-up demand for cruising. But if you need proof of just how serious that really is, all you have to do is look at this. So Royal Caribbean announced this 274-day world cruise that's visiting 65 countries, 150 destinations, all seven continents. They were billing it as the ultimate world cruise. It's taking place on Serenade of the Seas, and it's departing from Miami on December 10th. As it turns out, they have already sold out like 70% of the staterooms on this ship for this incredible sailing, which, you know, when you think about it, the the, the starting price on this is $61,000 a person for an inside cabin. So when you think about the fact that they have sold out 70% of the ship, that's that's a pretty positive thing given how little time this was just announced like what two three weeks ago so that's a real strong sign of the demand for cruising in that royal suite too the cost of that holy crap and yet someone can you imagine someone is paying for that for the entirety of 274 days i really wonder if they have a relative who would like to date me (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There's one way to get on there. Now, how about that ultimate, uh, what is it called, the Royal Suite for that uh, 274-day cruise? Like uh, almost yeah. close to a million dollars? Yeah, the Royals, yeah, the Royal Suite is $760,000. And again, <laughs> let's keep in mind, that's per person. So um, what I love is that right after they say like, you know, $760,000, they, they make a little note that this is, you know, an, it, it includes a non-refundable deposit. I have a feeling if you're booking a suite that is $760,000 per person, you're not all that worried about the refundable <laughs> deposit. And speaking of Royal Caribbean, that was one of the two cruise lines who had earnings calls over the past couple of weeks. And for both cruise lines, Royal and uh, NCL, they both seemed pretty positive. Definitely. So Royal Caribbean says that, you know, there's still challenges ahead. And of course, um, both cruise lines acknowledged that the Delta variant sort of had a little impact on their sales, but then said that things were picking back up again. Royal says they expect to be generating what's called positive cash flow by next spring and actually making a profit by the end of 2022. And that's across the five brands that make up the Royal Caribbean Group. And they're already, they've seen 500,000 passengers sail since they started, and they expect to hit 1 million passengers by the end of this year. They also said that they expect to see 50 of their 61 ships back in operation by the end of the year. Then over at Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, which is sort of, you know, the the master company 
company of Norwegian Cruise Line and their subsidiaries, they said they expect to have their entire fleet up and running by April 1st, 2022. Now, of course, we can't necessarily hold the cruise lines to those deadlines because who knows what will happen between now and then, but that's their goal. And like Royal, Norwegian said that they expect to be cash positive in the spring and full-on profitable by the end of 2022. What's probably the most positive thing for Norwegian is that when they compare their 2022 info to their info from 2019, which let's remember was a record-breaking year for them financially, they're already ahead of the game. They have more bookings than they had in tw- at this point and at a higher price, which is good news for them, not necessarily great news for the average consumer because it means it's going to be a lot harder to find a bargain sailing because they're selling, you know, the rooms at a higher price and do, and selling them like hotcakes. You know, you can say what you want to about Frank Del Rio or Richard Fain, but I, you got to give those guys and uh, Arnold Donald all the respect in the world to just to take these companies without any you know, PPE funding or anything like that from the government and still be able to stay afloat with uh, with no assistance whatsoever except buying all these junk bonds. Absolutely incredible. I mean, they did what they had to do. In some cases, they sold off ships. You know, they 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 also one thing that they really did was focus on the future and sell future cruises, knowing that they would have all that deposit money in the bank. And when you think about it, you know, every deposit they get that goes in the bank now for a cruise in, say, 2022, 2023, that is money that's going to be earning interest for them. So even though they didn't have money coming in, they found ways to, you know, make sure that they could make their monthly payments. They were they were, Their hustle was strong. Yeah, for sure. And up in your neck of the woods, the Macy's annual Thanksgiving Day Parade will have a cruise line. I love the Macy's Parade, and I love Disney, so it's kind of cool to report that Disney is going to have a float, you know, sort of promoting the Disney wish, which makes sense. The name of their float in this year's parade is going to be Magic Meets the Sea, and it's not just going to be a float. There's also going to be a performance because Jordan Fisher will be on board. He's one of those guys who you may think you don't know, but you definitely do. He's done a lot of Disney stuff. He was in Hamilton on Broadway, and now during during the parade, and let's just stop and think for a second. This is going to be the 95th annual Macy's Parade. I mean, 95 wow. years they've been doing this, which is incredible. But anyway, during the parade, he's going to be singing an original Disney song that was done for Disney Cruise Line called Together We Sail. Disney says the performance is going to be a celebration of togetherness and belonging because, and this is their quote, no matter who you are or where you're from, everyone is welcome on board the Disney Cruise Line fleet. And I mean, you know, that's a nice sentiment to to gather around the table and be watching that, or I guess probably after you've had your Thanksgiving meal. No, actually, the parade's in the morning. It'd yep. be before. So, you know, this is a that is a wonderful sentiment for Disney to be sending out there on Thanksgiving morning. I like the parade. Don't get me wrong, but it's, I wish that the artists were actually singing instead of most of the songs being tracked. That is very, very true. Um, I have actually seen – here's a fun fact. 
they don't do it for the whole parade, but mm-hmm. for all the bands and stuff, they do a rehearsal at like 3.30 in the morning so that the bands know where they have to be and they get to see where the cameras are going to be and all that. I actually watched them years ago do a rehearsal at 3.30 in the morning in the pouring rain. I felt so bad for these kids who had come from all across the country to march in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But there you go. Fun fact. Yeah. And speaking of Thanksgiving, you could have Thanksgiving dinner with celebrity chef Emeril Lagasse. I got to admit, this one makes me really jealous. So first of all, it's on Mardi Gras. And if they were just doing it two weeks later, we'd be on board and I could go and I could have dinner with Emerald Lagasse. But no, it's actually the November 20th sailing out of Port Canaveral. So Emerald's going to be on board. And of course, this makes sense because he is the latest celebrity chef that they have a deal with. And um, he's got his new restaurant on board, Emerald's 1396 or Emerald's Bistro 1396. While he's on board, he's going to do a morning show in the Grand Atrium where, you know, guests can meet him. He'll also be, of course, hanging out at the new restaurant on board that bears his name. And this is what my favorite two things are. One is you will have a chance to win a spot doing one of those cooking classes in the Carnival Kitchen with Emeril Lagasse, which would be very, very cool. But even better, he is going to be the special celebrity chef at one of their um, – the, the popular chef's table. You know, I've done the chef's table. It's always an amazing experience. But imagine how elevated it will be when Chef Emeril Lagasse is actually the one preparing your food. Uh, all of the, the – it's worth mentioning that all the proceeds from the chef's table will be going to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which, of course, Carnival raises a crap ton of money for not only every year, but on every single voyage with their um, um, Groove for St. Jude parties that they have on board. So that's going to be a really cool sailing. Again, that is the November 20th sailing out, out of Port Canaveral. And as of when we recorded this, there are supposedly still some 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 state rooms available, so you can get in on this. Emerald's one of those um, celebrities, and you're probably familiar with these, Richard, where, you know, you expect to meet him and have a really big personality and all this, but he's really the totally opposite and introvert until the red light on the camera is on. And then it's bam, bam. And you're right. Very, very quiet. Very not at all what you expect. Our listener question comes from Judy this week. She said, I heard your show on Majestic Princess, and we are not smartphone people. If we want to sail Majestic Princess but do not want to use our smartphone or the Ocean Medallion app, do we have to? You don't have to. But I will say this, whether it's, you know, uh, the Princess Medallion app, Carnival's Hub app, NCL's app, I know that there are many people who would like to just completely disconnect when they are on a ship. You know, they're, they're on vacation. They'd like to sort of leave their phone in the stateroom or whatever. I would say that right now is not the time to do that. You know, it's going to make your life so much easier if you actually do use the app, use the technology that's available to you. Now, if you decide that you don't want to use that technology, yes, if you're on a princess ship, you can go and you can go down to the guest services area and tell them, you know, hey, can I get just a normal um, key card kind of thing? I always like that. Even if I am going to use the technology, I do still try and go and get a regular key card because I collect those. They make nice souvenirs. I have a huge pile of key cards from all the different cruises I've done. So I completely understand why 
wanting to have the key card. And, you know, go ahead, get the key card, go to guest services, ask them for it. But I really do recommend using both, you know, whether it's the Medallion app or the Hub app, whatever, use the technology that is available to you. Not only will it make your life much easier on board, and actually it also sort of makes the cruise life easier because, for example, in a restaurant, you can scan the QR code on your phone or they can give you a menu, but, you know, that's something, that's an extra step that they just assume not do. And plus it creates contact points that they don't necessarily want. So not only will the technology make your life easier, but it's also going to keep you and everyone around you safer. So I know, you know, you may not want to use it on vacation, but it might be worth making an exception for the time being. And plus, I mean, you don't even really know it's there if it's around your wrist or if you put it around your neck or something like that. Just wear it for the contact tracing sake. I mean, you don't even have to use it, right? Just, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work whether you have your smartphone on or not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You don't necessarily have to use your smartphone for that. That's a really good point. I mean, obviously, the smartphone does make it easier to access things like, you know, menus or the daily app. But as far as just wandering around the ship and, you know, ordering drinks and paying for things, you don't have to use your 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 phone. You can just use the medallion, the medallion, you know, whether you wear it as a necklace or you know, keep it in your pocket, whatever you decide to do. All righty. Staff writer Richard Sims. Thank you, my friend. As always, glad to be here. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. You have questions. We have answers. Get the whole story on cruiseradio.net. Joining us on the show to talk about the travel insurance policies and navigating the field of them through the restart of cruising, because there has been quite a few changes, is president of tripinsurance.com, Dan Skilkin. Hey, Dan, thanks for coming on. Doug, thank you for having me on. Yeah, we have seven questions here that we've gotten over the past couple of weeks. I think this is a very crucial time to answer these as more and more ships are coming back online and more people are getting on those ships. So the first question comes from Carlos here. Carlos says, we're taking our first cruise that does not involve flying to the port. What travel plan should we look at since we don't have all the added logistics of airplanes? Carlos, any insurance plan in our better or best category will cover you in the event that you get in an automobile accident on the way to your departure point. Um, this is an important feature to look for in your travel insurance. If you're driving instead of taking a flight, you, you just got to make sure that you insure the entire trip dates door to door from your home and not just the dates of your cruise. Otherwise, your travel insurance will actually start when the cruise departs. And this gives you more protection, including this potential accident coverage. You're saying here, if I'm driving down to Miami, my cruise leaves on Saturday, but I'm actually driving down the night before, so leaving on a Friday, then I should actually be covered starting that Friday. Yes, 
you should include that Friday as part of your uh, declared travel dates in, in your plan. Belinda has our next question here. She said, we finally booked our first cruise since 2019. How has the pandemic changed travel insurance policies? Belinda, I'm glad that everybody's feeling more comfortable about traveling now and, and booking their next trip. I think one thing that's helping build that confidence is when people get vaccinated and are less concerned about getting seriously ill. The pandemic's not going to go away. And so travel insurance claims are now being handled a bit differently based on whether you're hospitalized due to COVID-19 or just quarantined. Uh, In general, country COVID travel restrictions have not been covered by travel insurance, and I don't see a lot of insurance companies adding this as part of the coverage. Um, Travel insurance plans, though, haven't changed much in the last year due to the pandemic. And one reason is because of the filing requirements in 50 different states that slows down the process of rolling out new plans. Whenever an insurance company wants to change a plan, they have to refile it in every insurance department in all 50 states, and it's, it's very expensive and it's time-consuming. So we haven't seen that many changes to plans. Our plans haven't changed, and all of our plans provide coverage for COVID-19 illness. Okay, so let's say I'm in the Bahamas and currently they have it under like a level four travel warning advisory. If something were to happen in the Bahamas, say Nassau, I got, you know, hurt snorkeling or whatever, because they have a level four threat travel advisory there, would I still be covered? Actually, no. Almost universally, I haven't seen any travel insurance plan that will cover you in the event that there's a travel warning or the U.S. government is advising you not to go to a particular company country because of, of increased COVID uh, infections. And in fact, when countries impose a restriction, for instance, France for a while there said you couldn't, nobody could come from the United States to France. Um, period, uh, to try to cut down on the on COVID, typically those claims weren't covered either. Um, where the travel insurance plans were written to cover those kinds of claims were where all airline travel was um, cut off to a particular city. In that particular case, because you can't get a flight there, those were covered as an airline delay. But by a country just restricting travel in general, those aren't covered. And that's why we're recommending people get canceled for any reason coverage, just to make sure they have coverage for those sorts of circumstances. Next question comes from Pam. What is the window to buy travel insurance? And is there a sweet spot like buying airfare? So, Pam, you can buy travel insurance up to the day before you depart for your trip. But you're going to get better coverage if you purchase that insurance within 14 days of making your initial trip deposit. This is the very first time uh, that you make any payments for the trip. That's considered your initial deposit date. Most policies include a pre-existing condition waiver if you buy the plan within that 14-day window. So I strongly recommend that people consider a plan that also includes cancel for any reason coverage right now, uh, particularly where there's still disruptions in uh, travel from the pandemic. Um, You can only get that cancel for any reason feature if you purchase the plan within that 14-day window and you live outside the state of New York. And speaking of cancel for any reason, our next question comes from William and William asks, is cancel for any reason truly cancel for any reason, like getting cold feet after the entire trip is already paid for? Yes, William, cancel for any reason coverage pays 75% of your cancellation penalties if you cancel for an uncovered reason. 
and 100% of the cancellation penalties if you, co- you know, if you cancel for a covered reason. Just changing your mind and deciding not to go is good enough to file a claim. So this, by having canceled for any reason coverage, now you've got coverage for all of those reasons like a country restricting travel or you just deciding, hey, all the restaurants in uh, the destination ports on my cruise uh, are, are, are going to be closed, and I'm not sure I want to go if I can't you know, get off the boat or I can't enjoy myself uh, um, uh, in a given port. You can just change your mind and decide that you don't want to go and, and you're covered. Um, you need to cancel the trip at least two days before the scheduled departure, and you need to ensure the entire cost of your trip that's subject for ca- to cancellation penalties. You can't just insure your, your cruise deposits as you make them, or you risk having them reject your cancel for any reason claim. This coverage really is critical if you're booking your own flights to save money on a cruise. There are lots of cancellation reasons that are not typically covered by an insurance plan. For instance, your cruise company could cancel the cruise And this is not typically a covered reason for cancellation of your trip. It sounds weird, but it's not. The cruise company is typically going to pay you back for that canceled cruise, Mm -hmm. but you could lose money on your flights or any any of your other travel arrangements. So your cancel for any reason coverage will cover the loss on those flights. Next question here is about the COVID testing. A lot of cruise lines are either requiring COVID tests pre-cruise within 72 to 48 hours or actually testing you at the pier. So it brings me to the question, how is a positive COVID test before boarding? How was that handled by travel insurance? Doug, I think we should talk about the risk of a positive COVID test impacting both your cruise and your flight. Um, This is one of the most common questions we're getting from travelers right now to our own support email in that um, what kind of coverage is available if I test positive for COVID-19 and I can't return back to the United States. The U.S. government requires a negative COVID test as a requirement to get on a flight to return home. So if you test positive at the airport and you're not hospitalized, it's considered a covered illness with your travel insurance and is covered by the trip interruption part of a comprehensive travel insurance plan. Many plans cover the extra cost of accommodations and transportation if you test positive and can't return. For instance, uh, our nationwide uh, um, premier plan provides $200 a day per person for the cost of accommodations during your quarantine, but all, uh, all plans on the market are limited by how long the plan extends beyond your scheduled return date. Um, for instance, Every travel insurance plan I know limits extending the coverage to typically 10 days after your originally scheduled return date. If you're delayed on your trip, um, they don't continue to cover medical and other travel problems indefinitely until you get home. This is why they limit how much the plan will actually extend. So if you're quarantined longer than that 10-day limit, you may find plan coverage terminates before you can actually return to the U.S., Medical evacuation coverage only kicks in when you're hospitalized. So if you're only quarantined uh, because you have mild um, symptoms or no symptoms at all, you can't get medically evacuated to to return home. And and this is typical. I I think most COVID uh, infections, um, particularly when you're vaccinated, don't result in hospitalization. 
Um, we've just signed on and we're offering a new medical evacuation product from Kovac Global that'll fly you and your family home on a private medical jet in the event that you test positive and exhibit any symptoms of COVID-19. It's expensive coverage uh, add-on, but it's the only product available in the market that will actually guarantee you can quarantine in your own home. I'd highly recommend that you spend a night in a hotel in your departure port before your scheduled cruise departure. By having that hotel stay included in your insured trip costs, it adds that outboard outboard port as a travel destination. Um, the cruise ship is actually not a destination according to your travel insurance company, but rather it's a common carrier. So a lot of the language that's in the plan that's tied to a destination is only triggered if you spend the night in the port. By adding that night, you eliminate any debate as to whether or not you're going to be covered in the event you test positive and you can't board the boat and potentially lose the cruise. So your travel insurance will cover the loss of your cruise as well as the extra cost to get home, provided that uh, you're in a destination before you board the boat. Next question about hurricane season. With hurricane seasons running longer and more severe, how do you get the best hurricane coverage for your sailing? I know we've already seen a couple of itineraries over the past month or so already disrupted both on the East Coast and West Coast. Man, Doug, I, I think this is, is, this is going to become a, a much, much longer hurricane season than we've ever had to deal with before, and the hurricane's getting worse. So first, I recommend you buy the insurance as soon as you book your trip. You know, the hurricanes are only going to be covered if they occur and are named after you purchase the insurance. So if you wait and you say, wait, 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 it looks like there's a a hurricane going to hit Miami um, and I should go and buy travel insurance, there's a very good chance that if the hurricane was named before you buy the insurance, they will reject any coverage for that hurricane. Next, I recommend our customers purchase a plan that covers hurricane warnings for their destination. Um, Strangely enough, sometimes that that language is missing in a lot of plans. Most of our better and best plans include that language. Now, this is when spending that extra night in your outbound port is really important. By making the departure port a destination on your trip, by spending that extra night in a hotel before your departure, you're covered for cancellation if the departure port is under a hurricane warning. So that outbound port of Houston or Miami, um, if it's going to be under a hurricane warning, but not the not the rest of your ports are under a hurricane warning, you may still not want to want to have to bear all that weather outbound weather of of the boat going through all of that. And so if if that outbound port gets covered under a hurricane warning and you're spending the night there in the hotel, you're going to be covered for that. And not to be cynical here, but I mean, you have to buy the hurricane insurance part before the hurricane is named. That, that would be like, you know, trying to buy a car insurance policy after you already had a wreck. It's just not going to happen. Right. The insurance companies won't, won't cover it. So what we're recommending is is just like you you want to get a pre-existing condition waiver or you want to buy a cancel for any reason coverage, you should buy your travel insurance as quickly 
as you can after you book your trip because then you're going to have the best hurricane coverage. Final question here, Dan. Let's talk about these flight cancellations and air issues that we've been seeing all over the country. I know flying back from L.A. last week, I I almost didn't make it back to Jacksonville because of all the flight cancellations. And a lot of cruisers have also been impacted missing their ships uh, because of these cancellations lately. Where does trip insurance come into play here? Your travel insurance will cover you in the event that your flights are delayed or canceled on your way to the cruise. They're going to cover any lost days of your cruise. So if you miss a a day or two of your cruise, they'll cover that cost, as well as the extra cost to get you to the next available port. And this is independent on whether or not you spend the night in the departure port or not. If you fly into the cruise and you miss the boat, they'll get you, they'll cover extra cost of hotel, um, um, they'll cover uh, the lost days of the cruise, they'll cover the extra cost to get you to the boat uh, due to an airline delay. Most plans have language that will let you cancel in the event that you lose more than half your trip due to travel delays. Um, So you can actually cancel and receive a refund on the trip if you're going to lose more than half the trip. So that helps you if you're taking one of those short, you know, long weekend cruises and you have a travel delay and you're going to miss more than half the cruise because they have trouble getting you to the next port in time then you could cancel and, and they'll pay you back for the entire cruise. Very good. I've been talking with Dan Skilkin, president and CEO of tripinsurance.com. Dan, where can we go for more information or if a listener has a question? Because I've been, all these questions I asked you today were questions that came to me from listeners and I, well, I can't answer them all. Doug, if anybody has a question about travel insurance, please feel free to send us an email at support at tripinsurance.com. Even if you're not buying your travel insurance from us, we are happy to help in any way we possibly can uh, to answer any que- any coverage questions in the marketplace and, and help you pick uh, pick the best coverage for your trip. Very good. Dan, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate it. And talk soon. All right, Dougie. Let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.